Wow. Yeah. Does that have... That has a whiffer? Robot voice. Because of... Thick and dark looking. It looks... Put a lot of oxygen into the fermenting yeast. They go aerobic and they start multiplying. Great American Ale off. But I don't want to drink a bunch of American Ales. Cause of death. Dun, dun, dun. It tastes worse than Bud Light. (laughs) Straight up 10. You put ten <laughs> You put ten dollars in and won four hundred dollars at the casino? Yeah. That's amazing! It really is. <laughs> Hello, this is Opinions and Fear. You're looking at the newest, richest person of all the Morgan family. Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> we got Rebecca. I'm Adam, your host. We have Rebecca here. We have Edray1416. Hello, everyone. We have to assist us, Timothy Miller. How you doing? And we will be doing a very special episode today. It is the King Cake Showdown. We have two King Cake beers. That's right, King Cake beers in the heart of Mardi Gras season. We have two King Cake beers that we are going to pair one-on-one with each other to see who is crowned the king. (laughs) Get it? Funny? Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> I get it. It's not that funny. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, um, should, uh, let's uh, let's. Also, after this, we're gonna we have a game we're gonna play with the uh, one, two, three, four, five, five of us. One, two, three, four of us. With the four of us, it's called Fake News. Are you ready to play Fake News, Rebecca? Yeah. It's gonna be a fun game. Okay. I'll explain the rules when we get to that point. Uh, Ed Ray also has a truly to review, so like. We're going to probably drink these, think on them for a second, let Ed Ray do his little thing, uh, review our thoughts, and say our rating, and give our vote, and then we'll play the game. Okay. So let's start off. Which one do you want to start off with? Um, let's start with this one. We're going to... Okie dokie. We are going to start off with Ingenious's Imperial King Cake Stout. This stout is a whopping 12% in alcohol by volume. Uh, it is uh, brewed with vanilla, cream cheese, and cinnamon. Ooh. Are you ready to try this beer? <laughs> we are pouring this beer. Looks pretty thick. Mm. Yeah. Oh, are you trying to get some? Yeah. Get like a little uh, Oop, get a little glass because I'm using these for I'm using these for the <laughs> other ones. Is this in? Okay. okay. All right. So here we go with a 12% ingenious Imperial King Cake Stout. You ready to try? It? Oh, you want you want to switch? <laughs> yeah. it smells like. Uh, it's just gonna spill okay. anyways. It smell. It smells like cake. Does it smell like cake to you? I mean, it tastes like cake. It tastes pretty good. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. Tastes pretty good. Tastes very pastry stouty. Yeah. yeah. I can kind of taste the cinnamon. It's not like super strong, but it's in there. Yeah. Now we're gonna go over this in a later episode. But I am currently on a diet and drinking this right here. 
is my official cheat day for the podcast. I do. <laughs> che- I, I'm dedicating one cheat day a week to uh, to for the podcast, so I can continue the podcast. Yeah. But I actually started. I'm gonna. I'll tell you about it later. In, a, okay. in another episode, we're gonna go in depth into uh, diets and whatnot. But I actually started the carnivore diet. Oh, yeah? Have you heard of the carnivore diet? Is that where you uh, fast all day and just eat like meats and whole cheeses? We're not really supposed to fast. Okay. That's actually a, that you're thinking of the um, the OMAD diet. Okay. But that's but some people do pair keto with OMAD or carnivore with OMAD. Yeah. And uh, and technically I've done that, but only during work week, only yeah. during work days because I there's all there is is fast food. I can't really go somewhere and eat a. Uh, uh, actual meat yeah. <laughs> but basically you eat only meat 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 and meat steak and eggs basically i mean i can only afford steak and eggs okay i can't you can get you can do fish but it has to be like high-end fish it can't be like cheap tilapia it has to be fatty fish like tuna uh no yeah like maybe a big like bigger fish probably even halibut maybe oh. probably something like expensive like thirty dollars for a fish that's how much so yeah i don't know why fish is so expensive but i went from a Jesus used to fish. I actually started with I started at two ten, on this diet I started at two ten. I'm down to one ninety two. Woohoo! Maybe one ninety one. It fluctuates between one ninety and one ninety three. Yeah. It's like you drink a cup of water in the morning, you gain like five. Yes. Yes. Anyways, um, this, when I sip this beer, it immediately ruined my diet. Yeah. This is very. The cinnamon is sticking out a lot more. Uh, it's really cinnamony, huh? Cinnamon and yeah. vanilla. Yeah. Do you do you? The cream cheese is not coming through for me. Um. Is it for you? Kinda, but it kind of just tastes like. Like I feel like the stouts in general kind of have like a cream cheese taste. Yes. And maybe that's what it is. <sighs> huh? You're trying it. Is it good? Okay. So that's our... We're sipping on that. Okay, we'll sip on that. You know, the 12%, for being 12%, do you feel any burn? No, yeah, it's not very, at all. It's actually a smooth beer. Okay. Now here's for the grand test to see if this matters. So Ingenious was brewed with the ingredients of a king cake beer. Yeah. Struggle Street, let's see if it matters, but Struggle Street... Brewed it, con- well conditioned it. So that means after it was brewed, and then it sat with basically actual king cake from Rayo's Bakery. This yeah. was brewed on top of Rayo's Bakery king cake. This king cake struggle stout is eight percent in alcohol by volume. It was brew- it was canned on two ten twenty. Um, there's nothing really on this. Uh, struggle Street's are more of a local brewer in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, this is the first uh, can release that. Uh, we were able to purchase that this is our second can release in history. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, and it's spewed on me. Okay. What a what a violent opening. <laughs> Let's see. The first thing I'll notice is that it's not as not as thick. It's not as thick. And the carbonation is quickly fading. Comparatively, it seems almost—is it almost overly carbonated? 
Yeah, because this one, it took a while for the head to build up after you poured it, but this one, it was like immediately. This one has like a, this one has the carbonation of what appears to be a soda. <laughs> soda. I'm not going to mix, you better wash that cup. Are you, you, <laughs> go wash the cup or you're going to mix flavors. You won't be able to judge it properly. So it's definitely thinner. Uh, I, I'm going to say it's thinner. It's It, it, it poured thinner. The... Um, it's way more carbonated than this one, uh, to the point where the the head just fizzled away. It's still bubbly. Mm -hmm. This thing's still like it's just bubbling like it's yeah like it poured like Coke. Uh huh. It's not um, as sweet smelling. Not like is is a, is a baby in this one? No baby. I don't feel any baby rattling around. Nope. They put a baby, in, <laughs> a real baby. They put a real baby inside one of their Struggle Street cans, and I was hoping I would get it, but maybe not. It might be in the other ones. All right. All right. You ready to try Struggle Street? Yeah. I'm going to smell it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can... That, there is a difference, for sure. Okay. <laughs> there is a difference. So... This tastes like Dr. Pepper. This one, but it but the but cream cheese. This so like the, the cream cheese comes through. Like the thirty-two yeah, Dr. Pepper. Like the thirty-two Dr. Pepper with thirty-two flavors. Is that right? Twenty-three flavors. Twenty-three flavors. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I'm gonna take away. The biggest thing I'm gonna take away from this though is the cream cheese comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It definitely drinks thinner. Uh. The smell don't smell like like cake. But it tastes like cake a little bit. I mean, yeah. it I mean, to, to be honest, it does. It does smell like king cake. It 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 tastes like king cake too. Like this tastes more like a king cake flavored soda. I know. Like it doesn't even taste like beer. I mean, like. You think it's? Yeah. The, I think it might be the thickness of it. Mm -hmm. Mainly because it's a stout. It's like a very thin stout, mm -hmm. which is actually it, it's comparatively to some of the. Um, more imported stouts I've had, like for, from uh, like the uh, Boobery by Amalgrog Brewing Company. <laughs> I'm about to think on this, Ed Ray. While we're thinking about which of these two king cakes are the better and which rating we're gonna give them, go ahead and review what you got. All right, so what I've been given here today to review is truly spiked and sparkling, which is a very hard, uh, very hard soda. This is a flavor of pomegranate in there, and according to what this uh, ingredient say, that one of the main ingredients is mandarina hops. Now I don't know what that is, but I think that is one of the factors in making this an alcoholic drink. And this has been packaged. This has been packaged in. Uh, Either Boston or Cincinnati, Ohio, or Brandon's so being uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. and this uh, this drink has five percent alcohol by volume sweet. right here. So it's time to go ahead and it is sweeter. Okay, so from what I'm getting here, it does smell like a fresh pomegranate and uh, a carbonated beverages. I'm not a not a huge fan of carbonated beverages, but I'm doing this because. I was asked to review this, and I'm going to do what I'm asked to do for this podcast here. And I've already smelled this. And like I said, it smells like fresh pomegranate. Now it's time for me to taste it. I don't know. What does this taste like? 
<laughs> it tastes like Alka Seltzer because I can barely, I can barely, I can barely taste the pomegranate in there. It's like I had heartburn and wanted to drink this instead of drinking beer. My goodness. This tastes I'm, like... I, I'm, I'm going to give this a 0 out of 10. <laughs> this, tastes, this tastes like Alka-Seltzer. Hey, that's like the popular thing right now. Is these, um, yeah. Is that the... Spiked waters. Yeah, spiked like waters is the popular water. thing. Those carbonated waters. Hey, Ed Ray, get with the popula- populace. Yeah. Well, I've already reviewed this. I gave it a 0 out of 10. Okay, so... um, Jesus, I don't know which... To pick over the one and the okay, other. Okay, well, what do we want to base it I off? I say of? the if Imperial we're basing off King of Cake. I say like, the Imperial King Cake because it is it's bright with flavors. Yeah, but flavors. if we were to base it off of what tastes more like a King Cake, I would go with Stroll Street. Yes. It tastes the most like King Cake, but like I could see this one being more regular and this being just like occasionally. <laughs> You you say you you would drink imperial, the imperial king cake more often. Yeah. Than the like I'd be more likely to drink this like even not around Mardi Gras time, but this I I would I would (laughs) drink again around Mardi Gras if I I wanted if I I wanted king cake. Yeah, I think I think the biggest (laughs) difference is is I feel like the vanilla and cinnamon outshine the cream cheese and cream cheese is. Cream cheese isn't necessarily a big part of king cake, is it? It's like it's the main the one. What's well, the main cake? Because I think. Well, you can get different kinds. Yeah, now. but the the main one is cream cheese. Yeah. And with that being said, I mean, and ingenious is twelve percent. This is a, this is a whopping eight percent. Yeah. And you don't even taste alcohol, do you? Mm-mm. There's not even a taste of alcohol in the in the struggle street. No. The Imperial, once it sits for a minute, you get like a, a mild burn in your in your chest. Uh, yeah. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to pour some Imperial more. Imperial King Cake. I say the Imperial King Cake. I'm going to... I, I, I give it a 9 out of 10. What I like, though, is that I can tell which one apart. Yeah. This is so much thicker. It's yeah. so thick. And it's so like... <laughs> Stouty, it's so stouty. Yeah. Struggle Street is such a thin. It's, it's good. It's like it's it's super delicious. Yeah, yeah like it just it tastes is, like yeah, liquid Street, dessert. It, but it's it yes, like it tastes like it tastes like liquid dessert. It mm-hmm. is. But the the stu- this would be good yeah. in like a milkshake. Like but put the, this with some ice cream and make like a. Oh float. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. A king cake beer float. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. It would be. That would be good. <laughs> At least we're seeing the difference. So the difference is that um, overall, the flavor profile comes through better in Struggle Street's King Cake Struggle Stout. So conditioning it on the actual cake, con- conditioning it on the actual ingredient uh, does work in Struggle Street's favor. Uh, Imperial King Cake does not hit all the notes of a king cake. Which a big thing about our rating system is, does it taste like what it says? It does taste cakey. Um, it smells like cake. It smells like cake, but it doesn't taste completely like king cake. And for that, I will give the... Sh- just 
on the name alone, I will give the edge to Struggle Street's King Cake Struggle Stout. Uh, and that's... How much more of an edge? Like a half a point? Yeah, half a point. <laughs> yeah. Half a that's point. That's what I was thinking, like... Like, a, like they're, they're kind of different, but, like, they're both good, but they're... But they're very different. They're very different, <laughs> and that, that's good though. That's good too. They made, yeah. and, you know, they, that's how the brewery is showing their uh, personalities mm-hmm. by brewing different beers. Uh, so, what? Give us a number. Like, yeah, like a seven, seven and a half. I'm going to. Uh, I was going to go with eight and eight and a half, but yeah. I will. I'm gonna do seven and a half and eight. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do eight and a half Struggle Street. Now I'm gonna do nine Ingenious Imperial King Cake. Yeah. Because it was good. <laughs> I like their flavor. I mean, it was very stouty. Yeah. It I, was very stouty. I mean, I'm. And and they were. It was just. It smelled like cake. And it, it was just. It was. It was thick. Like it was just thick. And it was yeah. good. And I. I say I like. <laughs> The thing about opinions is opinions change over time, and you yeah. know this is just our current opinion of the yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it could change next year. <laughs> yeah, we may try it again next year and be like, okay, this ingenious had it, but you know, yeah. this year Struggle Street being this is their second can release ever. They're a rather newer oh, really? brewery, and for well, them, they did pretty good. For them pretty to be, good. for them, they they are really great. There's nothing wrong with their beer. Struggle Street is really great at nailing their flavors. Yeah. In fact, I had a peanut butter jelly beer from them, and it tasted like, like peanut butter and jelly. Like they nail their flavors, mm-hmm. so I can't, I can't knock them any uh, any less. Where as far as, uh, the Imperial King Cake seems to, even though it's a, a thicker, they've been around for longer, so they know how to make a solid beer. But yeah, that's how I feel. But exactly, they know how to do it, and yet they still. Are missing some cues, and that's because there's a lot of artificial stuff going on with them now. I think, and oh. it's it's really coming through. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on to, guess what time it is? It's game time. Okay, so here we go. We're playing. You can't look. Okay. Sit, sit more at a diagonal, can so I you look? can't see the screen. No, no one can see the screen except except me. So we are playing a game. I need to pull up. I'm gonna pull up a notepad. I'm gonna pull up a note. All right, uh, word pad. Let's pull up word pad maybe. I'm gonna get a point system. Ed Ray. No, what's going on? Type. What's going on? It won't let me type. I gotta pay for office. What bullshit is this? Okay. Let's pull up another notepad. Okay. Ed Ray. Tim May. I like how it's still bubbling. Yeah, yeah. So much <laughs> still bubbling. Uh, before we start the game, I'm going to refill my drink. Let me refill the drinks. I can't remember which one it is. God, it's so violent. 
Is it more violent than King Violent? Maybe. Like, that that might deduct some points. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it explodes when you open it. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to open it a little slower. Maybe they're over. Are they overfilling it? You think? I don't know. I, I don't know what would cause that. Look, that was. I mean, that's that's a perfect open. The struggle is what causes it. I think, yeah. I think. I think. I think. I think the overcarbonation is causing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should look. Look at the difference. Look at the head. Just this is just fizzing away. Or maybe maybe they'll get like. Oh god! Some feedback. You should mix it 50-50. You should I was making a mess. I'm making messes over here. I, my, my, my computer's getting sticky. Thank you, Struggle Street. <laughs> yes, you can have some. Whatever. Would you? No. <laughs> Invite them over here. No. <laughs> okay. So here we go. We are starting fake news. There are. Five rounds in fake news. The object of the game is to determine which of the three news articles is real news. I'm not going to look. Okay. So here we go. Round one. Woman. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Round one. Woman sues company after she won a Toyota that turned out to be a Toyota. Eminem has just become the first celebrity to be diagnosed with coronavirus. Backup worship singer promoted to having Mike turned on. Which article is the real article? Or should I go should I go through the articles? Should I read the articles? Um how about we read through them after we answer? Okay. <coughs> Alright. Starting with starting with Timmy. I think number one is the real article. Which one? The number one Toyota girl tries to sue after finding out. Alright, you say Toyota. What was the last one again? The last one was Oh shoot. The last one was backup, backup worship singer promoted to having Mike turned on. Mike turned on like it wasn't on? Yes. But she was a backup singer? Yes. I mean, that sounds like boring enough to be true. <laughs> uh, Ed Ray. I'll have to give the nod to number one. Woman Sue's company? Okay. So let's go through some of these real quick. Let's start with backup worship singer. That well, You know what? We'll only go through the ones that were voted on. How's that? Backup worship singer promoted to having Mike turned on. During this week's Sunday morning service at Authentic Community Fellowship, worship leader Brooke Lively made a very special announcement. In between back-to-back performances of Waymaker, Lively ceremoniously presented longtime backup worship singer with a special card. After 17 years of singing on the worship team every week and after much prayerful deliberation, Declared lively while playing an emotional piano interlude, the uh, um, and officially permitting you to have your microphone turned on during worship services. So after 17 years, they turned her mic on during worship services. Mm. They promoted her. See, <laughs> uh, it uh. 
Uh, when they asked her if there was anything she had to say, she said, I guess I didn't realize it wasn't plugged in the whole time. But, uh, all good now. Yeah. The other news that was voted on, women sues after she won a Toyota. Woman sues company after she won a Toyota that turned out to be a Toyota. <laughs> what was the f- real news? Ed, Ray, and Timmy, you get a point. Yes. Yeah, it tw- was so obvious. 20, 20, yeah, obviously, I get a 26-year-old Jody Berry worked at a popular restaurant, Hooters. They, 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 uh, Hooters hosted a competition to see who could sell the most uh, beer, uh, whoever can make the most money or whatever, and the winner would receive a new Toyota. Man, was she uh, surprised when she received a literal Toyota instead of a Toyota. So embarrassed. She was so embarrassed, she sued for wrongful wrongful promotion and actually won the price of a Toyota. A new Toyota. A a car Toyota. So she she actually won the, uh, the money that would pay for a Toyota. Okay, so Timmy and Ed Ray. Hey, I'd be happy if How I got a that Toyota. Article. That looks like an Toyota. old picture. <laughs> it is an older picture. Okay. Apparently, apparently this has happened uh, three times. So that's how she knew how to sue people. Okay. Hey, give me a, oh, a she napkin. Sat, she sued people three times? <coughs> no, so, uh, two other people had been sued prior to this for the same type of thing. They sued a uh, radio station. For fake, um, it's, it's something. So, yeah, you can't do fake giveaways. You know, you can't promote like fake competitions. It's called something. It's and you called can, lying. And you can sue them for the price of whatever prize they lying. actually promised. You can't lie on uh, in real life. Okay. Yeah. Round two. Are Hollywood crotch candles catching fire? What? Dead stripper found in cake. Or Virginia Democrats want to make it illegal. Virginia Democrats want to make it legal for unmarried people to have sex. Which is the Wait, real? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's illegal. Well, okay. <laughs> so which of the three is the real news, and which two are the fake news? So are crotch candles real? Candles that make your crotch smell a little better. Or was a dead stripper found in a cake after I suffocating it, yeah. in a cake? Yeah. Or are Virginia Democrats wanting to make it legal for unmarried people to have sex? Ed Ray, what do you choose? Number three. What? Crotch candles? No. No, the Democrats. Oh, my bad. I read it, I read it ups, upside down. So, yes. Uh, you're saying Democrats? Uh, Timmy. Dead stripper and cake. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca. Yeah, same. Dead stripper and cake. So let me let me go through uh, some of this. Dead stripper found in cake. It wasn't just. <laughs> it wasn't. It just wasn't kosher, declares Bar Mitzvah's boy's mom. <laughs> Police described upon cross-eyed Betty's Bakery in Brooklyn today after two mishandled orders resulted in a stripper being baked into a six-foot cake and delivered. 
and delivered to a Long Island bar mitzvah, while a much smaller cake was delivered to a a raucous bakery party on New York's Upper West Side. Accompanied by a klezmar band and a man dressed as a pirate with a stuffed parrot on his shoulder. Detective Scott Bertman, this is the kind of cake, I mean, case, that wants to make you eat your gun. <laughs> when police traced when, when police traced the mix-up to Cross-Eyed Betty's, they rushed the place and confronted the baker's owner. Cross-Eyed Betty Henderson, as the police stood in front of her, she turned to the donut counter and told the donuts, This isn't our fault. I took the order myself. I thought the ingredients for one of the cakes were kind of odd, but the customer is always right. <laughs> she then turned and talked to a spatula. <laughs> I stand by my bakers, the ones who are left after this last ice raid, that is. Uh, anyways, um, the, pa- the, bachelor p- the bachelor party sadly did not receive the stripper cake, and they had a small cake, and it really died out pretty early. Virginia Democrats want to make it legal for unmarried people to have sex. What the hell's going on? It is legal for unmarried people. It turns out. It's not. No, it turns out there's a weird law or a law in Virginia that's still on the books that only married couples can have sex according to a legal loophole in Virginia. So Ed Ray gets another point. How obvious can that be? I'm sorry. It's hilarious. Okay. Round three. I can no longer, in good conscience, eat meat after seeing that tic-tac-toe playing chicken at the county fair. Pokemon fans are up in arms when Game Freak's refusal to include a national sex offender registry in Sword and Shield. Wait, what? Australian man guilty of using cell phone while riding horse because he didn't have a hands-free device. Which of these wait, wait, three... Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that Okay. Okay, let's do number one. Okay. Australian man guilty of using cell phone while riding horse because he didn't have a hands-free device. Pokemon fans are up in arms with Game Freak's refusal to include a national sex offender registry in Sword and Shield. So basically, they want to. They, uh, Pokemon fans, certain Pokemon fans would like to have a sex offender registry in the game Sword and Shield, so they know where the sexual predators live in the game. I can no, I can no longer, in good conscience, eat meat after seeing that tic tac toe playing chicken at the county fair. I'm gonna go with the Pokemon thing. I'm gonna go with the other thing with the. Uh... The man riding the horse. Yeah, man riding the horse. Yeah. Ed Ray. Man riding the horse. Let's see. The fake news? I just don't know if you'd really get in trouble for that. Being on your phone, on a horse. In a huge blow for Pokemon (laughs) devotes everywhere, Game Freak revealed this week that the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield will not include the National Sex Offender Registry that for so long has been a quintessential part of the game experience. (laughs) Needless to to say, fans are up in arms about losing the crucial ability to know exactly which Pokemon Center employs 
Which Pokemon Center employees and gym leaders in the region have a serious past of indecent exposure, molestation, or soliciting children, porno child pornography? <laughs> that was, in fact, fake news. The real news. Australian man guilty for riding a s horse and using a cell phone. A man in Australia has pleaded guilty to a charge of talking on a handheld cell phone while riding a horse. He and the horse were stopped by police after he was seen holding a cell phone to his ear while ri riding on a rural road. I've had someone charged with being drunk on a horse before, but just one. But this is the first time someone's been charged for talking on a horse. With a phone. So Timmy... Timmy and uh, Ed Ray. Three for three. Three for three. We're almost there. Round four. VeggieTales reboot to include sanctimonious elitist lemon named Don. So VeggieTales reboot to include an elitist lemon named Don. Man fakes own death to escape group chat. Man suffers from really huge big toe. Wait, do you have them written that they're fake or not? No. I need to read the headlines again. Okay. Alright. Do you need me to read the headlines again, Timmy? Everyone? Okay. Man's... Here's number one. Man suffers from really huge big toe. Man fakes own death to escape group chat. VeggieTales reboot to include sanctimonious elitist lemon named Don. Man fakes death to escape group chat. That'd be something I would do. I'm gonna go with the first one. You're going with man suffers from really huge toe? Yeah. Okay. This is gonna be controversial, but the VeggieTales one. VeggieTales! So we have to... We gotta go, uh... Through kind of all three of these, don't we? Okay, well, let's go through them real quick. Lemon Veggie Tales is finally being rebooted without all the sacrilegious elements of the Netflix version, such as eyebrows and irises. One new character confirmed to appear on the show is a sanctimonious elitist lemon named Don. A news anchor and cultured elite, Don the Lemon anchors a news show on Veggie News Network, popular in airports and hotel lobbies in the VeggieTales universe. Don the Lemon will lecture all the vegetables on how they're not as cultured as he is on his show and laugh at them for being dumb. Hick vegetables. <laughs> dumb hick vegetables. Have you ever seen The Great Family, he says, laughing in one upcoming episode? They're like the Beverly Hillbillies, but they're grapes instead of humans. Paul, Gra Paul Grape sings a dope harmony, though, even I have to admit. Don the Lemon will have an arch rival, Don the Orange, who is elected president of the kitchen counter on a wave of populist sentiment. Don will rant about him every night on his BNN program, but sadly none of the other veggies watch the show. The character expected to leave a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Did you hear that? Don the Orange will be his rival that becomes president of the kitchen. Don the Orange. They're all so Um. 
Man fakes his own death to escape group chat. Local man Frank Wilbur has been stuck in a group chat with his family for the past three years and has and had resigned himself to the fact that he would be inundated with a steady stream of text messages, pictures, emojis, and one-word responses for life. But as yet another text message came across in the endless series of messages, uh, he. <laughs> Uh, he contacted a hitman in the area. He arranged for his apartment to be ransacked, making it look like he was assaulted, kidnapped, and left to die. Make sure you get enough blood on the carpet so that it looks like I probably died, he told the goon for hire. Goodbye for good, he whispered as he logged off the group chat for one last time. The man is reportedly starting a new life in an undisclosed location. A new job, a new family, a new identity. He has, however, disappo- disappointed to find that his new co-workers quickly added him to the company group chat. And then, man suffers from really huge big toe. On TLCs, my feet are killing me. You don't have to walk a mile in Brian Mills shoes to know he has a big problem, a giant big toe on his left foot. Miles was born with an enlarged toe which grew so big that the toe (laughs) next to it had to be removed when he was two years old. After they took that one off, my big toe started growing significantly bigger, he crawls. Uh, it feels like I'm walking on sandpaper. Ew. So what was the real news? Big toe. Big toe gets it. No. How big is his toe? Pretty dark. Big enough where he had to, they had to cut off one of his other toes oh for it to keep growing. Yeah, but like, wow. where is it? Right there, look, look. Look how big it is. Wait, wait. That's look, look! Toe. <laughs> yeah, why did they just cut that one off? Because it wasn't Wait, wait, no, look, that's his one foot. Look at this toe. Look, look, is that it? Ah! Yeah. That's a big toe! Yeah, they had to cut off. Look, he has four toes because they had to cut off the one next to the. His toes are all gross. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. This one's got like weird stuff on it. It's the big Ed Ray, this is the biggest toe. It's bigger than your toes. <laughs> Ew. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You want to see? Okay. Uh, last round. Round number five. Space Force Doctrine, mostly plagiarized from StarCraft video game. TV's dumb news abruptly folds. Bat bombs were in competition with the atom bomb. What's the uh, real news? What's the fake news? Want to repeat that again? Bat bombs were in competition with the atom bomb. TV's dumb news abruptly folds. Space Force Doctrine mostly plagiarized from StarCraft video game. Timmy, you go with StarCraft video game? Yeah. Ed Ray. Dumb TV. You say TV's dumb news abruptly folds? Rebecca. Yeah, TV's dumb news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Timmy said uh, that uh, Space Force Doctrine mostly plagiarized from StarCraft video game. The Pentagon, much of planned Space Force Doctrine, has been copied directly from the popular space-themed video game StarCraft. Supply, deploy, refinery. Uh, Steven isn't a Space Force officer, 
But investigating, DOD officials had approached him. Yes, I think uh, Space Force may sue. Uh, I mean, yes. Space Force, no, StarCraft may sue Space Force for stealing their uh, rules and licenses to use on uh, the, the, the actual government agency Space Force. Or, TV's dumb news abruptly folds. The Syndicate series, America's Dumbest News, has abruptly shut down. Billionaire backer Howard W. Hughes III made the announcement today. First of all, forgive me, forgive my long fingernails. I don't like hairbrushes, he began. <laughs> and I'm sorry about the soiled diaper. I overslept this morning. Today I'm announcing the secession of America's Dumbest News. As many of you know, this has always been my pride and joy. Four years ago, I set out to show how stupid some news stories can be. For an instance, it was recently reported that a Florida woman made a, fra made a frag bomb in a mason jar while in a Walmart store. Now get this, she was stealing all the ingredients from the store, putting them all together, and then was going to create a lethal bomb that would go off in the same store. I thought that was pretty stupid. Then I see the same story on a right-wing news station, and Nancy Pelosi's name was linked to it. The long-nailed hair man, dumbest news, never had a chance. We reported on a story where a Kansas man asked a judge to allow him to save, <coughs> allow him to have a samurai sword fight with his ex-wife. Toilet jumping mad. That same day, the president started to jump up and down about toilets. How do you compete with that? <coughs> the real news is now the dumb news. I mean. Yamaha musical instruments are warning people not to cram themselves into one of the instrument cases and be shipped somewhere. Duh! I'm ready to headline that and Lindsey Graham does a Scarlet O, Hera, swoon on the Senate floor. Which story gets the most interest? Can you say swoon? <coughs> um, anyways, and then the other one. <coughs> Bat bombs were in competition with the atom bombs. Believe it or not, <clears throat> bat bombs, after hearing about the devastating attack on Portal Harbor in December, Pennsylvania dentist and inventor Lentil S. Adams hatched a scheme to use bat bombs to attack Japanese cities. The plan oh, was... Crap. That was true. The plan that was, was really straightforward. Strap small incendiary bombs with timers to bats and release them above Japanese cities. The bats would roost inside buildings and homes, allowing the small bombs to do maximum damage. Adams happened to know Eleanor Roosevelt, and his crackpot scheme was not immediately dismissed by military personnel. The president's advisors actually took up the plan with enthusiasm and wrote to generals reassuring, the man is not a nut. By 1943, the U.S. Army was conducting serious tests. Thousands of bats were captured with nets and were placed in ice cube trays and cooled so they would be in hibernation mode when shipped overseas. As the military did more research, they were beginning to like the plan. They found that bats can carry almost double their own weight in flight, and their nocturnal behavior made them perfect for seeking into rooftops and structures undetected. The inventor of napalm served a brief stand on the project and said the bat bombs yielded 30 times the destruction of a conventional incinerary bomb. They were so good at secretly penetrating buildings that they, when a few escaped testing, they managed to destroy a fuel tanker, air hangar, and a general's car. Clearly, they could be destructive, but more work was needed to deploy them effectively. 
That was real news. I knew it. I knew it. I, I didn't know it. Bat bombs were until you uh, said it. So we had Ed Ray got three it. points. Timmy got two points. Rebecca got one solid point. Yeah. <laughs> was that fun, Rebecca? Uh, uh, if I if I did if I did fake news again one day, what would be some? Would there be anything that needed to be changed? Um, no. Okay. Was it? A, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Interesting. Hearing things. Yeah, we need we need more selections. I would like instead of three, like four or five. <laughs> to get it more harder. Yeah, we need more people to play with. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> to more conversate about it. To conversate about the uh, stuff. I got a lot of games coming up, guys. I got um uh a song or it's it's what's it called song or um monologue song or monologue and I'm going to uh. Basically, I'm gonna translate songs and movie monologues into uh, into like a biblical form or whatever. Yeah. And you have to not only do you have to tell me if it's a song or monologue, but you'll end up having to tell me what song and monologue is the translated text. Okay. Have you seen that uh, that that first? One? I got the idea because I saw that All Star one translated. I did not. Okay. It's really ridiculous, okay. and it's gonna be really—it's gonna be a really hard game when we get to it. Okay. This is fun, fun little episode. How long were you in this? Forty-four minutes. That's a pretty solid episode. Nice little party episode. Drinking king cake, struggle stout. It's not that long. Our last episode was an hour. Okay. But um, overall thoughts, Timmy. Overall thoughts on everything. Thoughts Don't put strippers in cakes. <laughs> Do not put strippers in cake. Ed Ray, what's your thoughts on everything we've done tonight so far? Yeah, the fake news could have been a lot more stupider. I like what so? Pretty much everything. What was your favorite fake news? Stripper and cake. <laughs> was that either that, either that, or the stupid uh, TV news. The TV news? <laughs> Rebecca, what was your favorite fake news? My favorite fake news? Um, probably the one with the stripper. The stripper? That was so dumb. It wasn't kosher. It wasn't kosher. Oh, man. Okay. These are good beers. <coughs> good beers. Yeah. Final thoughts on the beers. Final thoughts on these beers. Struggle Street, if you're listening, you work on your bubbles. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Is this My good? bubbles. <laughs> Man, when it heats up, it's, it's been kind of sitting here. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving the struggle sheet. It's like, it's like pure syrup. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on, struggle sheet. You're ruining my diet. At least this one. All the sugar turned into alcohol. Yours, it's all sugar still. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. It's solid, though. It's very Dr. Peppery. Um, at least it has flavor. Like twenty-three flavors. Like I said, I had I had a previous one very similar to this. Um, these overseas beers are very like uh, thin, like this, and so uh, but those don't have any flavor because overseas has a very strict guideline on flavor in beer. Oh. Uh, I can peat it. I had peated beers. The worst beer I ever had on the show was peated peated whiskey beer. It tasted it tasted like if you poured whiskey in a glass of ice. Yeah. And then you took the whiskey out, and then you let that ice melt. And it was horrible. 
That does sound pretty bad. Hold on. You know what peat it is? Smoked. I had smoked beer. Smoked whiskey beer. So on top of on top of iced whiskey, they put smoke on that ice. Disgusting. Smoky ass. Are you struggling with your streets? Are you ingenious? <laughs> Be sure to follow, like, share, subscribe on all of our platforms. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Minds. We are on Gab. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on YouTube. We are every single place in this world. Yeah. And you should listen to us because we are the best. And that's sadly an opinion. But it's our opinion. But it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because all we have here are opinions and beer. We are a million